It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. It's 8.07 on a Saturday morning, 30 degrees outside. This is Lawn and Garden. I'm Walter Reeves, the Georgia Gardener, here to help you be more successful with whatever you do. Coming up in the next half hour or so, Sam in Atlanta wants three things to do to rejuvenate his lawn. I'm guaranteed I'm giving three. Oral and Carrollton has established centipede, but it has moss in it. What can you do about that? Mary over in Bogart wants to know if Chinese ground orchids can grow in Georgia. Blatilla is a Chinese ground ground orchid, and I'll hiccup here just a moment more, and we'll talk about Blatilla with Mary in just a few minutes. Dean, though, says, how do you lime zoysia? That is her question this morning. Hey, Dean, good morning. Good morning. This uh, I haven't had a soil test in several years now, but I need to know how much lime to put. I'll give you a rough rule of thumb, Dean. I'm pretty easy, pretty good at that. Um, 40 pounds per thousand square feet. 40 pounds. And that's sort of I a middling amount, water. somewhere between uh, not much and a whole lot. So uh, not much would be okay. 20 pounds per thousand. A whole lot would be 100 pounds per thousand. So uh, 40 per thousand square feet sounds about right to me. It will at least neutralize the acid that has been accumulating in the zoysia lawn for the last couple of years from acid rain, from the decomposition of the thatch from um, root processes that naturally decomp de uh, acidify soil from fertilizer you put down. All those things acidify the soil, and lime neutralizes that. So 40 pounds per 1,000. Will that help to thicken the lawn? Maybe. Maybe in the sense of zoysia grass likes the acidity level in the, in the lawn to be around 6 or 6.5 pH on the pH line. If you had really, really acid soil, like 4.5, and you added lime, yes, it would make the zoysia able to absorb nutrients a lot more efficiently, and so it would be thicker, it would be greener. On the other hand, if your pH now is not too far below normal, if it's down at 5.5 or so, then it's really not, I don't think, going to make this zoysia any more thick or pretty or anything like that. Okay, well, very good. I appreciate your help, and I will get a soil test. Tell them hey and McDonough for me, please. We'll see you soon, Thank Dean. You. I will. Thanks Bye. for calling. See you soon. McDonough, Georgia. Gosh, we used to go there all the time when I was a kid. We got wood chips from the sawmill over there, put them in the chicken houses. That is one nasty job I'm so happy I never have to do again, is putting wood chips on the truck. Hey, Sam in Atlanta. Hey, Sam, good morning. Welcome to Lawn and Garden. Hey, Walter. Thanks for having me on the show. So I, I know my question had come over to you. My fiancé and I have uh, just moved into our first house yeah. and have inherited a yard that um, that needs some love, to say the mm -hmm. least. Okay. Now, I've, I've gotten back there for three or four weekends um, getting things prepped and started, but what I don't know what to do with is the grass. Uh, I'm not sure what type it is, but I can tell you it's um, patchy, mm -hmm. uh, doesn't look healthy, and I'd like to find a way to start restoring that lawn. Patchy brown or patchy green? Which color? It's, it's, it's a mix, but it leans green. 
If it leans green, I'm going to say fescue more than that's likely. what I think it is, Walter. Fescue is the green, the winter green grass. Um, so mm -hmm. fescue probably. How much sun does it get, Sam? It gets a good amount of sun. There are trees lining the yard. It's kind mm -hmm. of suburban, um, uh, so we've got trees around the perimeter, but it gets plenty of sunshine. Walter. Okay, that sounds like you could get fescue to grow in that situation where it's not just baking hot all-day sun in the summertime, but some little shade from the trees as the sun passes over and things like that around the edges. You get more shade than in the middle, of course. Um, I think fescue is a pretty good guess, and if we think correctly that's what it is, then, hey, we're just about to get to the second best time to plant fescue seed, which is in March this Great. year. So we wait until first week of March, look at Kirk. What is Kirk predicting for the weather for the next couple of weeks? And when Kirk says, well, it's going to be a warming trend for the next couple of weeks, it's going to go up from 40 to 50 in the next, you know, so long, you think, man, this is going to be great. I'm going to plant some fescue. And so run out to one of the big box stores or a rental place and find a lawn aerator, one of those machines that makes the holes in the ground. And just run the heck out of that garden, that lawn back and forth and back and forth, one direction and the other. Sam, three times at least, four would be nice. Get your honey to come out there and help you a little bit too. <laughs> back and forth, make holes in the ground. I want holes. Jason Byers has get a self-propelled one. Pay yeah, the extra right, couple dollars. Right, Jason says from bitter experience, get the one with a self-propelled motor on it because he about broke his back aerating that lawn without the self-propelled self-propulsion. So. Aerator, run it back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And then <clears throat> put seed out, depending a little bit, Sam, on your judgment about how much existing fescue is there and how much you really need to cover. If it were bare lawn, it would be somewhere around seven or maybe eight pounds per thousand square feet. Bare grass, bare dirt with no grass there. If it's 10% covered, then you'd cut that number down to about six pounds per thousand. If it's 50% uh, covered, maybe down to four pounds per thousand. Don't get all crazy, Sam, and think, man, I got 50 pounds of seed here. I will put 50 pounds in the backyard. That's great. No, we don't put too much seed. We do around six to eight maximum and down from there, depending on what coverage you have. Okay, that makes sense. I heard you earlier today talking about soil testing. Is there any yeah. reason for me to do that in, in regards to prepping uh, a yeah, healthy soil? Uh, always is. Soil? Like the lady just before you, how much lime did she put on her zoysia? You may have pretty acid soil that your fescue is going to be growing in. You need to know how much lime to put down, and that takes a while for lime to dissolve in the soil. So the earlier you do it before March, then the better off you are. So, yeah, I'd go ahead and do the soil test, Georgia Soil Test. Dot com. Perfect. Perfect. Anything else I should know, Walter? Those are a couple mm, of good places for me to start. Yeah, go to my website, type one word, type calendars in the search lines, calendars, because calendars will take you to the page that tells all the calendars for Bermuda, for Zoysia, for Fescue, for St. Augustine. Any grass you have, it's got a calendar for when to fertilize, when to lime, when to put seed out, when to put sod out. And I think that's real helpful for people like Ashley said she got one, printed it out, and stapled it to the side of her garage wall so she could see what to do on her lawn. So you can do the same, Sam. Great. Well, Walter, thanks so much for taking my call this uh, morning. Good talking to you, Sam. Thanks so much for calling. 404-872-0750. Coming to us from Carrollton, Georgia. Oral joins us. Oral, hey, good morning. Good morning, Walter. Thanks for having me. You bet. What's up? Um, 
you know, using your good advice, last spring I sprigged centipede in my front yard, and the sprigs are, are well established now. Good. And are beginning to put out some runners, but in the areas where uh, it is still bare or or whatever, a lot of mosses come in these areas, mm. and and I'm wondering. Will the centipede cover those mossy areas, or I've got to find a way to kill that moss? We've got to find a way to make the centipede happy and the moss sad. And tell me, how much sunshine does it get, Oral? That was the first question for every lawn question so far today. How much sunshine does that centipede get? Um, well, I, I've got a few patches in there that I've had a centipede in for a year or two, and it's covered very well. Mm-hmm. It doesn't get all day sun, but it, because it rotates through the trees the way the sun is, and I probably get uh, four or five hours, something like that, through almost all, almost all of it. That's right on the margin of what centipede would like. And that's why the centipede is retreating just a little bit, and the moss is advancing a little bit because moss likes it in the shade. Moss likes it being in four or five hours of sunshine, and centipede doesn't much care for it. So you've got an environmental situation there that you're favoring the moss. You don't, you don't realize it, maybe, but the, the moss is favored and the centipede isn't. So what do we do? Would you consider limbing up the trees, Oral, to get more sunshine in there? Uh, that would be a massive project because there's, right. there's a lot of trees around uh Around my, I, I sort of live in a wooded area. Yeah, you like the trees. All right. Yeah. Then what I'm going to say is then you need to learn to tolerate what you have because it's not going to get any better. And trying to kill the moss is simply a temporary thing. There are a couple of products. Lily, it's called Moss Out. Moss Out is the name for it. Moss Be Gone. Moss Out, I believe, is the name. And moss out will kill the moss for a very, very short time. But it'll eventually wash out within three or four months, and the moss will come back. And then Oral is calling me again saying, hey, the moss out didn't work. Well, it's short-term stuff. The long-term problem is you don't have enough sunshine. So I say start mulching, start learning how to mulch underneath trees, start learning which uh, plants like ferns and hostas and and, um, azaleas and stuff love the, the shade and make a landscape that doesn't have as much lawn. It has more plants that like the shade. Do it that way. Well, here, here's the thing that I might change your answer is, before this year, when we had all this wonderful rain, which the, the centipede loved that, but before this year, uh, we didn't have all this moss in my front yard. Mm, okay, but it's going to continue at four or five, six hours of sunshine. It's going to continue to get more shady because you're so you would rather not take down the trees. It's not going to get any better for the grass, even though you oh, had okay. centipede before. It's still going to get shadier as time goes on, and the moss is going to be more and more happy in the back, and the centipede is going to be more and more unhappy. So your best advice is just live with the uh, just live with the mixture of centipede and moss, huh? Oral, you are old enough to know that some things in life you cannot change. You simply have to live with them. And make you know, make the make the lemonade lemonade out of the lemons. Make a pretty landscape in the back there. It does not require a centipede lawn everywhere. Make life happy and take the rest of the day off. If I fertilize that centipede, will that do any good? Marginally, but unless it has the sunshine to go along with the fertilizer, not much. 
I could try it anyway, though. Yeah, yeah, try it and see. I mean, there's nothing wrong with trying. So uh, the soil test, you remember I said soil test, every every lawn question I've had so far, uh, get georgiasoiltest.com. Have your soil tested by the University of Georgia, which will tell you how much lime you need and the right fertilizer grade you need as well. Is 819 at News Talk WSB. We'll be back right after this. For 25 years, he's helped millions of Georgians. Congratulations to Walter Reeves celebrating a silver anniversary here on WSB. That would be 25 years plus one week. Celebrating here on News Talk WSB, you betcha. Quick weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. Mostly sunny today, warming up a bit to 50 degrees this afternoon. Just not going to be bad to be outside. Low of 32 overnight. Partly cloudy on Sunday, high of 53, low of 31. Your full weekend forecast comes up in 10 minutes, but what you want to listen to is the full weekday forecast for next week. Down into the low 20s, perhaps even lower, perhaps. This coming week, keep your eye on the weather. Kirk Mellis will keep you informed here on News Talk WSB. Mary is in Bogart, Georgia, and joins us. Hi, Mary. Good morning. Good morning, and thank you for taking my phone call. I want to ask the questions about Christmas ground orchids. Okay. First first of all, I want to know, uh, can they live in um, the Bogart Georgia area. Sure. They grow in Callaway Gardens very nicely, so I'm pretty sure that Bogart is going to be fine for a Chinese ground orchid. I remember the scientific scientific name is Blatilla, Blatilla striata, which means it has striped leaves sometimes. So Blatilla works fine in Bogart. My next question has to do with soil. The soil now that I have where I want to plant it is basically mostly clay, so I need to know how do I prepare the soil for planting it and where they're going to be planted. Uh, The sun will rise up in the east and be there until about 1 or 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Man, I can't think of a better sunshine than that. Half-day sun in the morning, half-day shade in the afternoon, perfect for Blatilla. Uh, Preparing the soil, it needs to be well-drained and organic, which means... Well, well-drained it well-drained it will be because it'll be on a hill going down, so that's not a problem. Soil, what do I need to do? Go grab, go to a garden center, go to um, Kofor Lawn and Garden over in Athens and tell Stuart that you need some soil amendment, some uh, soil I know what that is. And uh, asking for that. If, you know, what you could also do, how many of these orchids are you going to plant, Mary? One or ten or a hundred or what? I probably going to plant about eight to ten. Ask over there at uh, Kofor's place in Athens. Ask him if he has any what's called CLM. It's uh, what is it, commercial landscape mix or something like that. Just remember those letters, Mary. C L M. Okay. When you go into Kofor, say, "Do you have any CLM soil mix?" And if he says yes, and buy that, dig all the dirt out and put the CLM in its place. And that is a perfect soil mixture for orchids to grow in, soil for the land orchids anyway to grow in. Try that and see if it works too. It's 828, we got more back to Lawn and Garden after news.
It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. 8.36 on a Saturday morning, still 30 degrees outside. Not so bad this afternoon. The sun's going to make it a lot nicer than we think it is right now. Later next week, it may get really cold. So keep that in mind. Think about whether or not you need to protect your plants. Think about what has to be done to get ready for some cold weather, including Walter Reith. I'm talking to you. Turn off the water to the faucets up by the shed, Walter. So it just so happens that last year and the year before, Walter did not get that done. And what did Walter have to do when the weather got a little warmer? Walter was up fixing the pipes that were in his shed because they broke in the cold weather. Well, I know somebody who never makes a mistake, whose plants always survive cold just fine. My friend, Mickey Gazaway from Pike Nursery. Good morning. How who are you? Never has pipes broken or anything like that. Oh, never, really never, dumb. never, 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 never. Hmm. There well, have been plenty of times that I've been out at 11 o'clock at night on Barrett Parkway trying to, upside down, trying to turn the uh, the water off. Yeah, exactly. Turn the water off at the nursery, trying to get everything prepared for cold weather coming That's down right. The it's a lot of work. When I was a kid on the farm, we had one pipe that went across a ditch. It was, it was uh, came through the ground on one side of the ditch and went across the ditch, went through the ground on the other side, about four feet long, I guess. Obviously, a pipe that in the wintertime is going to freeze. Mm-hmm. And so when the water was cut off for our chicken houses and for the cow watering yeah. station, you take a newspaper and light it and put it underneath that pipe and just burn it for a while, just warm it up for a little while. And pretty soon your brother would holler, yeah, it's coming now. <laughs> water would suddenly shoot out of the faucet up there and all the chickens would gather around and get water and the cows would be happy. Well, that's what Stan said. Our chicken's water was frozen yesterday. Mm. He had to go out and do that. He keeps our, the pipe covered with dirt in the wintertime. Yeah, that makes I mean, sense. I don't yeah. know how it does. I saw a, a picture yesterday of an alligator in the swamp where the water had frozen. The alligator was underneath the water, save his nose, which stuck above the water. and He would breathe in cold, almost freezing water through the ice. Oh, my goodness. Well, I, you know, I had a pet alligator, and he would I come in, in the basement. <laughs> I don't think you had icy conditions in no, the basement. No, I didn't. Though. He was, no. would just bring him in in the winter. Well, enough of this chit-chat yeah, about our childhood <laughs> here, Mickey Gasway. We want to know how to save money at Pike Nursery today. What will we save money buying today? And today we're going to save money buying camellias. Good. So thank and we have and... got some beautiful ones. Yes. They are so pretty. This I, is the perfect just... time. They're blooming now, so you can tell what color they are. They are. They are, and they're so pretty. There's, uh, We've got some in the greenhouse that are blooming now. There's uh, there's one. Have you seen the one? It's called Nuccio's Bellarosa. No, I know that Nuccio is a sort of a series of two or three. Right, and they're all pretty. Every one of the Nuccios, if it, it's a Nuccio, it's beautiful. Uh-huh. But this one has got a different form. It almost like has a star shaped inside of a double. It's really, 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 really pretty. And I've only seen one bloom so far, and I, somebody may have bought it. I don't know, but it's probably still out there. But they are absolutely so. And the good thing about the camellias is that the picture on the camellia really uh-huh. looks like what it really does. The flower, no. the picture of the flower on the 
tagging. Right. And, yeah. Sometimes it's hard to tell whether it's really blooming or whether that's a picture because they are so <laughs> accurate. So, again, these are one gallon, two gallon, three gallon, or all 20% off? What's all it? 20% off, and it's the japonicas and the sasanquas. Well, the sasanquas are almost finished blooming now. Yeah. But um, they are... Um, they're all on sale, 20% off today and tomorrow. So if we're going to plant them correctly, we might go get some azalea, camellia uh, soil or food or what right. we get besides the camellia plant itself. And then the, the, the root zone to plant them with, that's that Dr. Earth yeah. uh, rooting, root, not rooting hormone, but rooting fertilizer. And so it puts root growth on before it puts top growth on, and that's your goal. Okay. And it works great. And you got the the planting mix as well. Don't, don't you have that pike, um, gardenia, camellia? Yeah, it's mix it's uh, azalea, camellia, gardenia. I think, okay. and, and it's a it's a great it's a great mix. It doesn't have any lime in it. Most of the other ones have a little bit of lime, uh -huh. and it doesn't have any lime in it. And one of the things that. As I've talked this morning about how it's going to be sunny this afternoon, you can do some garden work, but then next week's going to be cold. We need to remind everybody that Pike has the service that they will plant your plants for you. If you don't want to go out in the cold and dig the hole and put the plant in, Pike has someone who will. That's right. You can sit by the fire and look out the window at the guys out there planting your plants. What could be better than that? Not many things are better than watching somebody else dig a hole in cold weather. That's right. Absolutely. So be sure and check that out if you need. And besides that, you got the Pike Design Group to design your whole landscape. Yep. Got some camellias here, camellia there, gardenia here. Everybody's happy. And you get a discount on plants at Pike that uh, that they recommend for your landscape too. So it all works out. You get yes, it's perfect. A deal. And so, oh, and one more thing, Mickey. I got a picture of a from a lady this past week who had a stone walkway, stone stairway, really going up a hillside in her backyard. And she had boxwoods on either side, and she wondered why the boxwoods on both sides in the middle were brown. About three of them were brown on both sides. And I got some more details from her, but one of the things she mentioned was that she had had pike to put them in. And I said, you did a great thing because pike has a lifetime guarantee. Whatever that's happens to these right. boxwoods, they'll replace them for you. That's right. The, the, the plant is guaranteed, and then they will replant them for you one time. Ah, Okay. So it's a great thing. Not many other places will no, do that. Not many other places do that at all. And they do the, a super job. One of the big reasons why using pike as your source of plant material and as labor sometimes That's really right. pays off, can pay off in the long term. That's so right. camellias on sale, 20% off, japonica mm -hmm. and sasanka, many of them blooming right now. Get your planting soil, get your fertilizer, stuff like that. That's right. Oh, and don't forget, um, we it's not this next week, but the next week we're having the rose class Okay. okay. at several of the pikes, um, one in Peachtree City, one in Swanee, one in Lindbergh, one here at West Cobb. I'm doing all four of those, so hope everybody will come to that. That's always fun. Not on the same day, though. Oh, no. They're on uh, Peachtree City is Tuesday, I think, and uh, Swanee is Wednesday. West Cobb's Thursday and Lindbergh's Saturday. I think that's so. If you want to see Mickey, your, mm -hmm. Mickey Gasway in the flesh, see the yeah. knowledge that she has not only about roses, but about all manner of gardening techniques, as well as uh, alligator care if feeding. <laughs> if you need to know that, 
possums. Mickey has a couple of uh, tips on possum care as well. Bearded dragons. Bearded dragons. Mickey Gasway, your one-stop super shop for all this information. TMI. Okay. All right. A little bit of TMI. But here's the information we really want, Mickey. Where would we go to find all the Pike Nursery locations and the sales and the classes in Atlanta? At PikeNursery.com. Indeed we would. Mickey, it's great talking to you. Thanks so much for calling, and we'll see you soon. Oops, cut that right off. There we go. Oh, goodness gracious. Let's go to the phones. Let's get this screen off the way here. Let's go to the phones and talk to Jan down in Milledgeville. Hey, Jan, good morning. Good morning, Walter. Thanks for taking my call. Sure, what you um, got? We've lived in our home for a couple of years, you know, not the first owners, but we inherited in a little back our walkway. It, I think it's called a sago palm. I'm ah, not yeah. sure. But it's just beautiful, and it's the weather does not bother it at all. I mean, everything else can be when it gets when we get a frost like we had this morning, but it doesn't bother it. It's so wonderful, and it's so beautiful. But it's overgrown the little area, and I want to know maybe how to trim it, or for sure when to trim it. Let me get. I want to be sure you have a sago palm, Jan, and sure. let's just describe it briefly. Is it uh, sort of? Upright with the fronds going outward with a big, clear, open center with some knobby thing growing in the middle of it. Right, and it's just it's so beautiful and so full. But and it, doesn't it, have a, it doesn't have a trunk that goes up 10 feet and has oh, fronds no. above. Nope, it's no. probably four or five feet tall, but okay. it's not so much tall as it's so wide. And it's, you know, there's just hardly room for the, all the, I, you call them fronds on a yeah, palm, I guess? Right, yeah. And there's gonna, hardly room, that's why I wanted you, you do have a sago palm. You've described it, I think, pretty well there. So the question about trimming it back, um, the best way to trim it back, frankly, is to remove the longest of the fronds all the way down to the base and let the shorter ones make a shorter frond and less wide plant. That's the best way to do it. I don't think it's a great idea to use a trimmer and trim all the way around like a hedge or something like that. That's not going to be great for the... I don't think it would look as pretty because I like it to look a little wild like it is. Yeah, all right, yeah. It's beautiful, but I don't want it to look like a ball or something. Jan, keep an eye on temperatures because Sago Palm is marginal in Milledgeville. It's almost never successful here in Atlanta during one of our winters. It gets down to the teens. It's going to cook out in Atlanta, not going to live here at all. In Milledgeville, because it's a little warmer down there by the lake and all... You most, mostly can grow sagos in Milledgeville, but you always keep an eye on temperatures. If it looks like it's going to be uh, windy and really cold in the teens, I would cover it with something. Oh, you would cover it because we've never done that before. We've lived here maybe two and a half years, so and you know I know we've had some cold weather during that time, but maybe not as bad like you say as in Atlanta, and we've never covered it. So, but you think if it's getting chilly like maybe this week, teens, I should cover it. Like teens to be where you start worrying. Twenty, oh, okay. twenty-five degrees. Twenty-five degrees is generally no problem. Sure. Anything below twenty-five, I'd say we ought to we ought to cover it. Okay, and and so just take the longest fronds and cut them more at the base, yeah. not just where we think I should, like in the middle somewhere, go yeah. try to get down, down to the base. You got it. Perfect. All right. Thank you. Hey, thanks for calling. It's great talking to you, Jan. It's 846, we've got time to get it, get um, Victor in here. Hey, Victor, good morning. Welcome good morning, Walter. Thank you for taking my call. What you got, Victor? I, I have a number of trees in my back, and they have uh, ivory going hmm. Ivory going on it, and yeah. uh, I was wanting to know what I could do to clear that off. Cut the vine. 
It's Just easy, put them easy down to describe. at the bottom. Three words: cut the vine at the bottom. Usually, Victor, I will cut a 12-inch section out of the vine because I want to make sure I've made it completely through the vine. There's nothing hiding underneath the bark of the tree. Mm-hmm. And um, if it's a really thick vine, Victor, I use a pry bar. You know what a pry bar is? You go into the uh, a big screwdriver works too, but I go right. underneath the vine and sort of pry it away from the trunk of the tree so that you can get underneath with your pruner and clip it. But again, a 12-inch section of vine, I cut it out. Anything beyond that point of the tree dies uh-huh. in two or three months. Anything below that point, frankly, I pull it away from the tree about three feet is a good distance away from the trunk of the tree so it doesn't have a chance to climb again. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. Hey, Victor, it's great to talk to you. Very well. Thank you. The reason we don't like English ivy, except in controlled situations, because once it gets up in the tree, it shades lower limbs. That's not good for the tree. It gives weight to the tree. The tree was not expecting when you have ice storms or wind storms, tornadoes and things like that. And to some extent, English ivy competes in the ground around the tree for moisture, nutrients and stuff like that. So, like I said, I don't like them climbing trees ever, but I do pull them back from the trunk of the tree about three feet, just enough so I see a clear area and don't have any competition uh, after that point. It is 848. We'll be back to more Lawn and Garden after this. Congratulations to Walter Reeves celebrating 25 years on WSB. Now back to the Lawn and Garden Show. Better and better, Jason Byers bringing our music to us this morning. Why do we not wonder? Oh, till we die? Come on, Jason. We were talking about that this morning. I don't know what when the elephants arrive, Jason. Sometimes your mental state puzzles me, shall we say. I should say that we're having a quick weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. Mostly sunny today, warming up to a bit uh, this afternoon. High of 50 degrees this afternoon, low of 32. Partly cloudy on Sunday, high of 53, low of 31. Keep an eye on what Kirk says middle of the week. Your full weekend forecast comes up in 10 minutes, but Kirk is going to keep us informed throughout the week of what the weather midweek is going to turn into. Possibility, only a possibility of snow then. Kirk is not even calling it right now because he says it's just too early to know. Real quickly, Larry and Rex, let's go in here and get this done, and then we will get about our other business here. What you got, Larry? Uh, good morning, Walter. Morning, Larry. I put uh, pre-emergent out in the at uh, let's see the first of September, got first it. of November, first of January, mm. and I'm wondering if I'm good to go or I need to put it out the first of March. First of March. I don't think you're going to accomplish anything by the January application. Just nothing much germinates after January, between January and March. But after March, you got the crabgrass that comes up thinking thinking it's going to be happy in the summertime. But Larry stops it with a pre-emergent first week or so in March. Yeah. So it puts them out in March. Yeah. And next year, I think the September, maybe November, if you have a lot of weed pressure, and it may not be necessary every year, but splitting it in the fall, I think, is fine. And then in the second or third one, or second one either way, in early first week of March, yeah, you're so fine. Sep- 
September, November, and March, you but not it. January. You got it, there. Walker, thanks for your help. Yeah, it's great talking to you, Larry. But I want to talk to Ashley Frasca. What is the story? Uh, you, you posted about Devon Gales, the football player. Tell me more of that story. So Jim Butterworth uh, here in Georgia got me involved in this project to help raise money to build a handicap-accessible home for Devon Gales. Mm -hmm. And he is a Southern University football player from Louisiana who was injured in that game against UGA. Which is two years ago, wasn't it? It's been almost, well, three. It was September 2015. Yeah, can you believe it? So we're doing a fundraiser, hosting one in Lawrenceville on Sunday, February 10th at 550 Trackside in downtown Lawrenceville. Tickets are available, or if anyone wants to sponsor a table for this great young man, buildfordevon.com is the website. Build for D-E-V-O-N. Right. Buildfordevon.com. It's going to be a Mardi Gras theme and a great time. Ooh, that'll be fun. Thanks, Walter. See what I can wear for that. Ashley, you've done a great job of answering calls this morning. We appreciate that. Jason Byers, of course, brought our music to us today as well. Go to my website if you didn't get your question answered. Otherwise, my friends, I will be here next Saturday morning, 6 a.m. till 9 a.m., Dave Baker's here in the studio. Straight ahead, the Home Fix-It show. The Georgia Bulldogs this afternoon playing basketball. See you next Saturday for another edition of Lawn and Garden. See you then.